Welcome back to another Batman News Weekly. This is episode 217 in a year five. And as we mentioned in the last podcast, Clay is not going to be a part of this episode because he is moving across the country, ladies and gentlemen. And all I got to say is all I got to say is Clay leaves his home state and the actor strike ends. Uh, GTA 6 gets announced. I win $50 on a scratch-off? Like, uh, I'm just saying. I mean, uh, coincidence? I don't know. Um, But yeah, so Clay is not going to be a part of this episode, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, We do have a decent amount of things to talk about because, as I said, the writer's strike is over. It ended last night uh, as I'm recording this, and here is what we got. We're just going to run through uh, what... It has been achieved. I'm not going to read the whole statement by SAG, but there was this uh, post from Film Updates that reads, uh, SAG-AFTRA says their new deal is valued at $1 billion, and it includes a streaming participation bonus, unprecedented provisions for consent and compensation that will protect members from AI, substantial increases for pensions and health caps, pay increases for background performers, contract provisions for protecting diverse communities, above pattern minimum consumption increases. So those are all the bullet points for what they got. But uh, pretty insane to have a value of $1 billion, which isn't surprising. I mean, some of these films by themselves are making billions of dollars. So why not have a new contract valued over that? You know what I mean? So it's finally over. I'm so glad that we don't have to hear about this anymore. Uh, granted, I am glad they held out. I, I think any industry that values its workers, that their workers, I should say the workers value uh, their time and their work ethic should hold out if they need to. Like, you know, I know a lot of people, uh, some, there's people out there that hate unions and stuff like that, but Unions have shown that they're able to get what they need for their uh, for their people from these big billion dollar companies, and we've been seeing it at least here in America. I don't I can't speak for the rest of the world, but in America, there's been a lot of strikes lately, and uh, they seem to be going in positive routes. So that's really awesome. But with the SAG-AFTRA uh, deal that was just struck, that means everybody's going back to work. Uh, if you if you go on Twitter right now. You will constantly see every movie site, every comic site, every just anybody that deals with movie news is like, so-and-so starts soon. This movie is being fast-tracked, yada, yada, yada. Uh, and one of those things that is being fast-tracked right now is The Penguin. Remember The Penguin? Everybody was all hyped for The Penguin. That was probably going to be coming out in early 2024 uh, to get us prepared for the 2025 The Batman movie. Uh, well, we know that that was just in, you know, in, I don't want to say in development. It was just starting filming because we had like a featurette of it. And I'm pretty sure me and Clay just covered that this was going to be, you know, uh, pushed back to 2025, I think the release was, or they weren't going to start uh, filming the show again until 2024 at the end of it. And we were just like, yo, that's a crazy long amount of time. But it looks like they're like, nah, we're good. Uh, we're just going to fast track it now. Which, yeah, I don't, I don't understood like, why they pushed it back anyways. I think it was just kind of put pressure on the actors to be like, oh, look, well, we're just going to push all your stuff back and we're going to cancel all those shows. Everything the studios said, they just freaking, you know, folded on. Which I'm glad. I'm glad. Fuck them. Like, you know? A lot of what the CEOs said that are in, you know, the big areas like WB, Disney, they were all like, oh, yeah, we're going to hold out until they can't pay their rent and uh, actors are greedy, yada, yada. While these single people are making like over a hundred million dollars a year, which is just insane. So, um, yeah, I'm glad that they uh, they got put in their place. So hopefully again, remember, don't forget, these contracts are only three years. This could happen again in three years. So we'll see what happens. But I'm glad uh, that, you know, something like The Penguin is going to be fast-tracked. Because, look, as somebody who was not a big fan of The Batman, I'm kind of hoping The Penguin can kind of turn me back around, can give me some interest in the Batman franchise. Because I don't want to hate a Batman movie. I don't want to dislike it. I just thought the first one was boring. I've said this a million times. But if Penguin, who I actually thought was probably the best part of the film if not one of the best parts 
uh, I, I think a show would be really cool, especially if they're going to go the Sopranos route, right? So I'm excited that that is being fast-tracked because I want to see it and hopefully get excited in the franchise again. Um, another thing that doesn't really have to do with the actor strike happened, and that was James Gunn clarifying Creature Commandos. Uh, we talked about this a while back. I don't know if it was last week or two weeks ago. We talked about how Creature Commandos uh, has been pushed back to 2025. Uh, or maybe we didn't cover this. Maybe Clay just posted it in the Discord. I don't know. Either way, there was a lot of rumors going around, or not even rumors, actually. I think, I want to say it was the studio that said Creature Commandos was pushed back. And apparently, that's not the case. James Gunn has come out and said that, yes, Creature Commandos is all set out for 2024. There have never been any delays, thank goodness. Any info otherwise is well uh, is well-intentioned mistake, is a well-intentioned mistake or misspeaking. So, Gunn not throwing the studio under the bus, if it was the studio that said this, and just saying it's an honest mistake. There hasn't been any delays. Everything's on track. So uh, that was a little odd, but, you know, he is the head honcho. As we've always said, if it doesn't come from Gun, it's not official. So uh, it does look like we will be getting Creature Commandos in 2024. I hope it's early, to be honest. Like, I really need to see something from this new DCU. Uh, and, you know, I am recording this podcast on the Thursday after the writer strike or the actor strike has ended. Uh, we should be expecting a lot of news over the next couple of weeks because, you know, there's, I personally, I know that, you know, actors are not supposed to be meeting with people or whatever. You know, I kind of low-key think that that stuff was kind of happening behind the scenes or maybe like a, hey, I uh, hope to see you in two weeks, if you know what I mean. Wink, wink. I got a movie. Wink, wink. Um, you know, I kind of think stuff like that might be going down. So we could be getting a lot more uh, castings out there. Curious if we're going to get a Batman, you know? It's been, I think, what was it, 180-something days of this strike. Give me a Batman casting soon. Like, I don't know how long that's going to ca- uh, take, but I want to know who Batman's going to be. I want to know who, you know, Dick Grayson's going to be, Barbara, all of that. Get me excited for the future, especially now that we only have one more DCEU movie and everything's over. It's done. Everything dies with Aquaman. And uh, we're moving on. Uh, One thing I do, I don't have this on the list of things to talk about, but I have been the long holdout of um, Gal Gadot being Wonder Woman going forward. And I I just think she's great as Wonder Woman. I think she should come back. I am going to sit here and say, I don't think that's happening. Um, If you guys have not been paying attention to all of the craziness that's going on in the world when it comes to war and all that jazz between, like, uh, you know, is it Israel and, and uh, Gaza? All, everything is going down in Gaza, essentially. Um, there's a lot of people that have some opinions on it, and I'm not going to even say anything on it because I'm not educated in that whole scene, you know? I'm just somebody that's like, I don't want to see people dying all over the place, you know what I mean? So, like, the thing is, Gal Gadot is from Israel, if I'm not mistaken, and apparently she's very pro-Israel, and there was like uh, I saw this on a an, on a news uh, article or a news video that she's hosting l- what some people are saying propaganda. Other people are saying like no, this is what's really happening. I don't know. I don't know if it's a documentary or if it's propaganda for Israel. But she's showing these private screenings in New York and L.A. And I just think she's getting so much bad press right now that they're just gonna be like, look. This is the perfect time to wipe our hands from all of the DCU stuff. Even if we like Gal, we should just move on, cast a new Wonder Woman, cast everybody. So I do think the Justice League is going to be fully cast now. Um, I think, I don't know, I just, uh, tensions are so weird with all of this political crap that I do think this could be the thing that pushes Gal out of the spot if she had it. But then again, I don't know. I just do think that everybody, I mean, Tara Strong, who I believe Tara Strong has been somebody that is very well-liked in the industry, very well uh, appreciated among voice actors. She lost a job because of saying stuff about this whole, you know, uh, war situation. So, like, people take this stuff really, really uh, seriously, and they're very touchy-feely with it. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's what loses Gao out on possibly going to the DCU. But we'll wait and see. Uh 
if, if they are getting rid of Gal, please, please keep around Margot Robbie. Uh, she is a perfect Harley Quinn. I want to see her continue being Harley Quinn. And I hope she wants to continue, continue being Harley Quinn. Plus, she just made a billion-dollar movie with freaking Barbie. I think it would be funny to have maybe a little crossover between Barbie and uh, Harley Quinn. That might be interesting. A Harley Quinn Barbie. Let's go ahead and do that. But, uh, yeah, so that's just some random little news there that I figured I would touch on. But speaking of the Batman, uh, which I was speaking about a little earlier, there have been rumors of a possible script writer. Now, I think a lot of people originally assumed that The Brave and the Bold is probably going to be written by Christina Hudson. Uh, she wrote everything else in the DCU. You know, we, she did Batgirl. She did um, Birds of Prey. She did the Flash movie, and they seem to really like her at WB. Well, then, uh, I forgot what... Oh, I think there's bad blood with what happened with Batgirl, and she decided to go elsewhere and work on other places. So, you know, she might have been the frontrunner for Brave and the Bold. If I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I might... This might just be, you know, me making it up. But I do feel like she was very well-liked. I mean, I believe it was early on in the gun era that she was a part of the writer's room. Maybe she still is. I don't know. But I, I've heard stuff that she's kind of like moved on and she's went to go do other things. So um, with her not being around, being not the go-to screenwriter, and also Gunn wanting to go in a more like, you know, he says every film should matter and it shouldn't be to push an overall, you know, universal narrative. Maybe he wants to hire different people. And so enter John Logan. Uh, if you don't know that name, this is the person that wrote Skyfall, which was the 007 movie, and Gladiator, the classic, epic, awesome Gladiator movie, is rumored to be in talks to write the script for the Brave and the Bold movie. Now, this does come via DCEU leaks, which that Reddit should really change their name uh, because it, there is going to be no more DCEU. They should, come on, change it, guys. But uh, if this is true, if this were to be... Um, you know, the, the choice, I'm down, man. I mean, I've, I've, I haven't, have I seen Skyfall? You know what? I think I've just heard the Adele song so many times that I probably feel like I've seen Skyfall. Um, it's Adele, right? It's not, I don't think it's the, the Billie Eilish one. I, I, I think she did. I think Adele did Skyfall. Anyways, uh, I do think that this would be awesome. I mean, I heard that movie was really good. Gladiator, I've seen multiple times. I think Gladiator is fantastic. And, um, dude, write me a Batman in a Gladiator uh, stadium kind of thing. You know? It, I would love it. Who could he fight? Have him fight Maxi Zeus. I don't give a damn. Uh, I think that would be really cool. But, uh, yeah, and it would be very comic booky. It would be very comic booky. Batman fighting lions and stuff in a freaking uh, you know, battle to the death. I don't know. I think it would be very interesting to see something like that, but we'll see. I mean, there's not really much to say on this. It is a rumor at this point. We do know that, you know, writers can start signing on to projects and everything because, you know, that whole strike ended uh, about a month ago or so. So I'm, uh, I'm excited to see all the news to come out, but now that, you know, we'll probably get an official, like, Muschietti, uh, announcement soon. I mean, uh, that's something also that hasn't happened because I think we were, they were just waiting for everything to be done, or at least Gunn was. So hopefully we'll start getting a lot of, like, this director is going to make this project. This writer is attached to this project. So-and-so just got cast as, you know, whoever. Because, uh, yeah, we, we need to start... We need to put the pedal to the metal here. We've lost a lot of time in 2023. And uh, another thing that has come out uh, just since the actor strike has been over that... You know, Superman Legacy is now going to be start filming in March. That is the rumored uh, part or the rumored date to start filming. It was supposed to be January, so that's already two months off of the filming for that movie. So, yeah, I mean, we can start uh, as soon as March of 2024. Start seeing uh, maybe some actors in Superman suits and stuff like that. I also kind of feel bad that Sa Sasha Kaye is probably going to lose out on being Supergirl. Because of, uh, you know, everything that's happened in the DCEU. Maybe they'll bring her back. I kind of hope Gunn has already confirmed that there will be people that come back from, from you know, previous projects. So, we'll see. Uh, will she be Supergirl? Who knows. But, 
um, maybe Wonder Woman. I'd, I'd be interested in that. If they don't want to give her, if they don't want to give her Supergirl, maybe they make her Wonder Woman. But either way, um, crazy, crazy stuff going on there, ladies and gentlemen. I believe that is all the news. Let me check one last section. Yep, I'm just looking through the news, and it doesn't look like we have anything else, ladies and gentlemen. So it looks like we're going to be moving on to viewer questions now. Starting, as always, with the Discord, we have King that says, Although James Gunn is co-leading the DCU, should the DCU continue with a dark and gritty theme or a Marvel style of film? Uh, I think what you're going to see from the DCU, I don't think they should go with either, to answer the actual question. I think the DCU, the way they're going to handle it and the way they should handle it is you go with the tone of the character. You know, Superman is more hopeful. He shouldn't be dark and gritty like he was with Zack Snyder. Batman should be dark and gritty or at least more like serious, you know, more stoic. Um, Wonder Woman also hopeful and like, you know, inspires and whatnot. Uh, you know, stuff like that. Harley Quinn should be fun and chaotic. Like, you, you got to go with the tones of the characters and not just be like, everybody needs to be dark and gritty. The time has passed. We had that. It was cool, you know, to see superheroes, you know, fighting themselves and like doing these things that, oh, you're, you know, essentially the boys. Like everybody's like, oh, it's so cool to see the, the boys and the boys are so cool. I always point out, yo, kick ass and some other things happened way before the boys. So yeah, I don't think you're going to see a dark and gritty theme or a Marvel-style film. I think it's just going to be a mixture of different tones for the DCEU. And that's how it should be. I think we need a breath of fresh air. We're currently seeing the fall of Marvel right now. They're talking about possibly bringing back the old-school actors. Like, it's just, it's too much. I don't, um, I don't know. I don't know. I think they, the Marvel style was bound to die. Everybody was okay with it until Endgame because they were like, oh yeah, oh my god, it's building to the greatest thing. And Endgame was amazing. Nobody can take that away from Endgame. It was just, it was a spectacle. It was one of the best things. You know, when you were in the theater and you saw Cap grab the freaking hammer, it was epic. Everybody went insane. Like, it is one of those rare moments you get to experience. Um, the only other experience I've had like that... Now, I, I've been to some Batman films and some people, like, freak out and stuff. But I'm talking about, like, where a theater erupts was I, I saw this on Twitter. If you guys don't follow me on Twitter, definitely go follow me there. Also, you should follow Clay on Instagram if you're kind of looking at, if you want to know what Clay's been up to as he's been traveling. Uh, Fanboy Clay, is uh, I think that's his handle. But anyways, uh, on Twitter, somebody posted, and I here's the thing. I also think it was from somebody that was young because they were talking about the Shrek movies. And I think it was Shrek 3 when he becomes a... Uh, when he becomes like a human and it's the scene where Pinocchio has a thong on and the caption of the tweet was like, yo, why was he even wearing a thong? And, um, I don't know, man. I, 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 one of those old people that was able to actually experience and remember Shrek three in theaters. And I have never been in a theater that laughed louder than that scene everybody literally was dying, well, not literally, but you know what I mean, was, like, dying of laughter. I've never, I've and I've been to a lot of comedy films, and nothing's ever been funnier than that. Like, the whole theater was just laughing so loud, and uh, it's, it's a moment I've always remembered. Like, it was so crazy. I remember just laughing and looking around, and everybody else was just, like, keeling over, like, oh, my God, it's so funny. Uh, and it was epic. It was epic because it was just so random. And the, what's funny is I feel like Shrek has inspired so much YouTube humor because YouTubers, I feel like, do that kind of comedy still, but you don't see that in movies anymore. Like, I do think there's going to be a renaissance of, like, you know, I, I know they got it got driven into the dirt, but movies like Scary Movie, Not Another Teen Movie, like those stupid silly comedies i think they're gonna make a comeback and i know a lot of people are like no you can't do that kind of stuff with pc culture bro i think there's gonna be a movement back to people not being so like scared to be funny or to tell a joke i think context eventually is gonna come back into form where people are gonna be like it's a movie don't be so sensitive about it and we're gonna start being like look this is a serious topic happening in the world 
that's where we should be serious. This is a movie to be for fun and poke fun at things. We're going to laugh over here. I do think that will eventually come back. Maybe not anytime soon, but I do think uh, we are eventually going to get back to that. And hopefully we will see movies like that again because I think we just kind of need them. I think I, I don't know. I love going back and watch some of those movies and some people be like, you can never make that today. Why not? Because we're scared of things? Like, I don't know. I think it's just uh, really interesting. I think those will make a comeback, but we'll see. We'll see. It's a random little tangent I had there. Uh, moving on to Arwicks. Similar to my question two weeks ago, what are your top three needs to happen for the Batman? Reeves-verse. Okay, um, the Reeves-verse, obviously, I, I said this earlier, not, uh, not the biggest fan of it. But for me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this from the perspective of what would get me interested in the Reeves-verse. Uh, so what I'm going to say here is, one, you, what needs to happen is not to go supernatural. Do not go supernatural. Do not give me clay face that can transform and, like, you know, throw his clay arm at Batman. I don't need that. Because if you totally change the tone on me, you're going to lose me even more. I'm going to be like, this is stupid. This is so dumb. I, and I will think it's dumb the whole film. And so I need to not see that. That is one of my first needs. Two, new villains. I need new villains. And there's so many, like, B-list, C-list villains that I think can use a movie to be elevated to the A-list. But, you know, freaking the, all the Matt Reeves of the world are like, we need Two-Face. And you know what? You know what else do we need? We need the Joker. Oh, and you know what? who else besides the Joker? Scarecrow. You know what I mean? Like, bro, I, I need somebody who's actually read a lot of comics and actually appreciates the other tiers of Batman villains. You know what I mean? I want to see that. Um, so I, I need new villains. And um, the last thing, no Bat Family. I need no Bat Family. If you are going to give me the Bat Family in the DCU, I do not need a Robin in, um, you know, the Batman. Unless, unless you're going to give me, like, a tragic story with Robin, I'll take it. If you're going to show, if you're going to bring in Jason Todd and you're going to get that kid killed, all right, that's a different story. It's going to be appealing. I want to see how Robert Pattinson's Batman is affected by that. But for the most part, I don't want to see the Bat family in the Batman. Uh, just give me three films of Batman. That's it. I don't care. You know what I mean? He's already got Catwoman. Maybe just build the relationship between Catwoman. But for the most part, I would say those are the three things that uh, I need to see to maybe come back. I'm hoping Penguin brings me back, man. I know I know. I talk a lot of shit. I do it for, like, just entertainment purposes or just to be silly. I don't really take it that serious. Like I've said, if you love the Batman, that's awesome. I just thought it was boring. Um, but I would love to like it again. I'm hoping the Penguin is so good, I'm like, oh, I'm interested again. Uh, and look, I think if the next film is just a little bit better paced, maybe, you know, pick it up a few steps, I think I'd like it. I don't have a problem with with the style of the movie i just thought it was like oh so long you know cut out like you could have easily cut out like 40 minutes of the batman but it is what it is also don't have batman eat bombs that's what i, I don't need that anymore either um Raphael says not related to comics but the but what dirty secrets can you reveal about fanboy clay that uh, now that he's not around uh, i saw this i saw this comment when uh Raphael posted it and I was trying to think. I'm like, what could I actually say about Clay that's, like, not going to get Clay mad? And um, that's not, like, it's just very, har like, uh, har harmless. And I was trying to think. And I was like, dude, I don't, I don't know what I could think. And that's not saying, like, oh, yeah, I have all these dirty secrets on Clay. No, it's nothing like that. I feel like uh, Clay's a pretty open book, so he's probably talked about a lot of things. But uh, I, I was trying to think. And we've definitely, and so the only thing I came up with that I'm pretty sure we have talked about it on the podcast is that, like, Clay is, like, super scared of, like, scary movies. Or at least he was terrified when we went to go watch It Chapter 2. Because I, I don't remember if it was candy. I think it was probably, like, a bottle of water or something like that. And uh, every time he was getting scared... I could hear him just like, dr like crushing whatever he had in his hands, like, and I was just looking over, just kind of laughing because I knew he was so terrified. 
Um, so it's not really like a, a dirty, dark little secret, but like he is very scared of of you know uh, horror movies. I'm assuming. I don't know. You can ask him yourself. But all I can say is from that experience, uh, he was terrified. Maybe he's terrified of clowns. I don't know. I don't know if it's horror movies or if it's if it's clowns. But he was definitely terrified of uh, of it chapter two, and it, it was it was funny to watch. Moving over to the YouTube, we have Drew that says, Batman was able to talk to Barbara because Catwoman gave him her earpiece. Good luck on the move, Clay. Okay, so this was reference into uh, me and Clay talking about how um, how was Batman able to connect to the, the bat box, as they called it. And uh, yeah, I, I, I might vaguely remember that now, uh, now that Drew's pointed it out. And uh, that, that would make sense. I have, we will be talking about it later in this, in this episode. I've already read you know, chapter, or not chapter, but issue 139 of Batman, and they are definitely going down the route of uh, him not having help and stuff like that. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they are going to play with it. I want to see how long that's going to take. Um, the new the new arc is called Batman Mind Bomb, and I already made the prediction that he's going to have to blow up his mind to get uh, Zurin Ra out. And Zurin Ra will probably become like a real person or something like that. I don't know. I feel like it's going to be something ridiculous like that. But we will be talking about it later because, uh, you know, if I had to make a quick comment on it to get you to listen to that part of the podcast later, I feel like if that book had come out way before everything else that had been done... Uh, with Zdarsky might be a little bit more interesting. Besides the ending. Fuck the ending page. Um, moving on to uh, Nathan. What comic or what character change would be best received? Alfred being a wise Mexican housekeeper named Alfredo Pesoworth. <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, I don't know how well that would be received. I feel like Latinos would laugh at that. I feel like uh, somebody else would be like, that's racist on our behalf. Um, so I don't think that would be very well received. Uh, Zaz gets a piercing after every kill, slowly creating armor. That's an Elseworld story that would be interesting. I also don't know how that would work. I mean, wouldn't your like skin eventually rip over time? I feel like I I could make what if he like stitched parts of his body? Then again, I don't know how that would work either. I don't know how much like abuse like that can be handled by the human body. It is comics though. But I do think that would just get like really heavy over time too. But it's interesting. Um Red Hood joining the GCPD to learn to kill with restraint. Uh out of those three I mean, to learn to kill with restraint is pretty funny because it is saying that the GCPD just goes out there killing people. Uh, but they're like, oh, we, we don't just we, we kill in a different way. Um, I don't know. I think, uh, I, dude, all of those I would say are just kind of bad. But I think the most well-received would be Red Hood at least trying to not kill as much. So, like, I don't know. Those are, those are all kind of weird. Uh, Jason Todd says, What steps must you take, still take, to get Tom King on here? If I'm being honest with you, Jason Todd, we just haven't reached out. I mean, Tom looks pretty, pretty busy right now. And um, we kind of just wanted to keep building up the, the YouTube, which is unfortunate. Like, I, I wish the YouTube would grow a little bit faster. But, you know, Clay's got everything going on with the move. I've been extremely busy with the new channel. Uh, I've spent the last three days working on one video, which I'm hoping people will enjoy or at least see the effort put into the video when it gets released. Um, and we've just been so busy. We haven't even been able to put out more content. And I think once we can get the content flowing on a normal, natural basis, I think we'll be able to grow the channel. And I don't know. I was kind of hoping to grow the channel a little bit more and be like, look, man, we got a channel that's popping. We're getting views. Can we get that Tom King interview? Um, because I don't know if our contact uh, is cool with us or not. I don't really know. We we didn't really get an answer on why we don't get the books anymore. So I don't know if it's because maybe they thought our opinions are a little too uh, mean towards DC. 
I mean, we're never going to change our opinions here. We're always going to speak our mind about the books. I mean, we are, at the end of the day, like, you know, paying customers. We still, you know, we buy these books. We buy the hardcovers. We buy what we're interested in. We do stop buying, too. Like, that's how we show. We're like, we're not into these books. We're not going to buy them. Um, so it's just kind of like, it's kind of like how it is, you know? So, yeah, I don't know. That's probably the one reason we haven't reached out. Moving on to Moncre, of all these wrestlers' personas, who would be the most compelling bat villain? Undertaker, Goldust, Kane, Mankind, The Boogeyman, or The Fiend? Um, oh man, I love I love basically all of these people. I don't like what Kane's become. Uh, he's become like a, a true politician. But uh, the character Kane in WWE was cool. The best bat villain? Pro- huh? I don't know. Probably Mankind? Like, The Fiend is, I think, too supernatural uh, for Batman. And he's also, like, if they're if you're going the first time they booked him in the, in the WWE, he was, like, unbeatable until they just fed him to Goldberg. Um, the Boogeyman, I don't know. A lot of these are very supernatural. And I think, you know, Batman's dealt with supernatural before. But I think Goldust and Mankind are probably the two best characters that translate to batman to be honest undertaker if 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 undertaker was just a guy that like killed people and like actually buried them alive and stuff like that i think that would be a pretty compelling bat villain and also he's very formidable uh he also can ride a bike so like maybe maybe the undertaker um would be the most interesting out of all of them, uh, if, if, if everything, I mean, you have 30 years of Undertaker stuff that you could pull from, I think, yeah, I don't know, because he could also have the Ministry of Darkness, which you could have a bunch of villains in that if you wanted to, so yeah, actually, I think overall, Undertaker is probably the best, I, when I look at, like, Goldust, I think Goldust is more of, like, a very flamboyant character that could fit well into the Batman mythos. And Mankind is just a deranged, like, lunatic that um, would be very good uh, for Batman to fight or have to deal with. But I think if you're you're bringing in all the lore and craziness, I think Undertaker could, could easily be elevated to a B-list, if not A-list, um, uh, Batman villain. Or maybe I should say A-list to S-tier, because I know S... Like, a lot of people use S tier, uh, but I think also some people don't know about S tier, uh, which is S tier is always, like, for whatever reason, the best of the best, and A tier is second best, which is kind of weird when you think about the alphabet, but whatever. Um, so yeah, either way, how you want to think about it, I think Undertaker would be second tier, or maybe top tier. Uh, Eduardo de la Cruz says, what other fandom slash animes are you and Clay knowledgeable about besides DC? I don't want to scrape the bottom of the barrel of who would win. I already scraped myself on the bus today. Oh, well, that sucks, Eduardo. I hope, uh, hopefully you're not uh, too banged up from getting scraped on the bus. Uh, also, clean your cuts, ladies and gentlemen. I will say that. I had a cut a while back that I didn't clean properly, and it, it took a while to heal until I actually, now that I'm looking at it, I think the scar is gone because I cleaned it. I think I want to say I cut it on my, on my pinky. I got hit with a shovel when helping my dad. Uh, I put my hand in the way of the shovel and uh, got nicked. And uh, I didn't clean it properly, but now that I'm looking at it, it looks fine. And I didn't die. So, because uh, it was kind of like a rusty shovel. And I was like, yo, am I going to die now? Um, but, uh, yeah. Uh, okay, moving other fandoms. <sighs> Me and Clay watch different animes, to be honest. My Hero Academia would be one that I would say we're both. I mean, he's a lot more knowledgeable in My Hero. Um, I'm probably more knowledgeable in One Punch Man. Uh, although I kind of... I, I sped through a lot of that, reading a lot of it. Um, I'm more knowledgeable in Chainsaw Man. Let's see. What else? Just finished Attack on Titan recently. Oh, Attack on Titan. Uh, I want to say probably one of the greatest animes of all time. I don't know if that's too early to tell, but... I think from beginning to end, Attack on Titan is a fucking great show. Um, I know some people are going to pick at certain parts, but like every, everybody has their opinions. But I think just overall, fantastic show. I saw the finale. I'm so, gl- so glad. 
I decided to watch the finale the night it aired because people were spoiling so much shit on Twitter because I follow, like, an anime account. Or, like, the new For You page kind of fucks up shit, you know? And uh, I'm so glad I decided. I'm like, oh, I'm going to stay off Twitter and I'm going to watch the, the you know, finale tonight. And I'm so glad I did because I didn't get anything spoiled. And I've been following that show since it started. So it was pretty good. Well, maybe not since it started, but for a while. And um, it, it's it's pr- easily one of my favorite shows. Um, but other fandoms and stuff, like, oh, dude, I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think of, like, because, like, here's the thing. When it comes to anime, like, I think Clay reads a lot of different stuff. I read a lot of Shonen Jump. Um, you know, so, like, Death Note, or, I mean, Death Note is on Shonen Jump, which is odd. But, like, I don't know. I think we'd have to come back and, and answer that again when Clay's actually here. But I think My Hero would be one of the biggest ones. Um, like I said, Attack on Titan is another. Um, let's see... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's that one's kind of hard because again, I I like to read a lot of the spicy manga like High School DxD and stupid shit like that, where they're just putting the characters in like weird, awkward situations. Just because I love, I, I think I've said this before on the podcast. I love ridiculous like stuff. Like I'm just like no way, bro. Like if you can make me say like no way, bro, but in a good way, you know what I mean. Or if you can make me laugh because the situation is awkward or whatever, I love that kind of content. I mentioned it earlier. I mean, those movies, like, not another teen movie or, like, scary movie or whatever. I grew up on those. So, like, I love random types of comedy. They did get, like, played out and pretty boring after a while. But, like, if you just know how to write things well and make it funny and interesting, like, I just love the ridiculousness of things. And I love people that are bold and just kind of, like, do random shit. So, like, my the animes I read or the manga I read is very different from Clay at times. So, yeah, I don't know. Moving on to uh, Clay, who says, What Batman News Weekly long-form video is most likely to happen? I forced Clay to watch all of Gotham. Here's what happened. I forced Juice to watch all of the Batman uh, 2004. Here's what happened. Smash or pass every female Batman character gone wrong. So, um, you know what? Like, I honestly, I feel like those first two... If we had a Patreon or like, because we can do this eventually if the channel hits, uh, I think it's like 4,000 watch hours and 500 subs. If we actually hit those markers, we can start memberships. And with memberships, instead of having to start like a Patreon or something, we could do memberships and have content for memberships, for members only, that we could do stuff like that. And so there could be like a weekly Gotham segment where clay talks about his opinions on gotham that would be an interesting thing he watches an episode two or two of gotham and he has to give his opinions and then i could probably do the same thing for batman 24 you know 2004 so i think that those are good patreon videos smash or pass would probably be the most likely long form uh batman video that could go on the channel the thing is what do you mean by gone wrong like like, I, I don't I don't get the gone wrong part, uh, Clay. So you're going to have to let me know what you mean by that. Because I don't see how it goes wrong at all. Like, like what do you mean? It's just smash or pass. It's like, oh, yeah, I would, would, you know, smash, pass, 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 smash, smash. You know what I mean? How does it go wrong? <laughs> you need to let me know that. Um, but, yeah, moving on to the final question. We have Alexis Barrera that says, Am I the only one who can't imagine Batman lewd? I have tried hard to imagine it. But his stoic personality just makes it seem so out of character. Plus, it's hard to hear Conroy's voice that way. Thoughts? So I saw this comment yesterday when I was actually prepping for the podcast. And I instantly thought, like, this is the first thing that came to my mind. I was like, I was like, Alexis, have you not read Batman? I mean, have you not read the first issue of Catwoman, like, New 52? Like, Batman fucks. Like, it's what he does. He does it in the books. Like... How do you not imagine it when it's when it's been there? But then it made me then I then I paid attention to the rest of the question. And I'm going to take it as Alexis meaning this. And because of the stoic personality, Batman being lewd, I'm assuming I'm taking it in one of two ways. Lewd by in like 
I cannot see Batman doing something like OnlyFans. You know, like if you ever looked at an OnlyFans model, they're usually out there taking like skimpy clothes, like a skimpy outfit pics, or they're like doing poses or saying like random stuff that can be is borderline cringe to be like sexy or whatever. Like Batman, I could not see Batman doing that. I could not see Batman promoting his OnlyFans and being like, hey, guys, collabing with the Joker this week. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't think that I, I couldn't see that. So I could agree with that. And then also the other lewd thing would be like degenerate, kind of like how your boy Juice here can be, you know, I'll say degenerate stuff on the podcast or whatever. I could also see that uh, Batman wouldn't be out here being like talking about boobs and butts and stuff like that. I just he's he's too stoic for that. So I would agree that Batman wouldn't be a degenerate, um, but Batman fucks like that. That is known. It's been shown like it's that happens. So I don't know if that's the clarification there, Alexis, if you want to, you know, comment on this next week's podcast. Um, but yeah, I, I I could agree if it is like the two things I suggested, but if it's if you just can't think of Batman, like oh no, I can't see Batman like getting it on with somebody, then you just haven't been on the internet long enough. That's all I will say. You haven't went to the right places to search. Uh, but moving on from that, ladies and gentlemen, we have comic books, and I'm not gonna lie to you, we only got one book this week uh, that I read, and it is Batman 139. Okay, so uh, I mentioned this earlier when talking about this book. Had this book happened way earlier in Zdarsky's run, it might have been interesting. I might have cared because this whole story basically spins out of his Batman Night, or the, I don't know what the hell he called it, Darkest Night or whatever. Basically, the one I hated, the series I hated before, because he had Bruce shooting people. Um, there was that weird tension I think he was making. Like, oh, is Bruce gay? You know, like he was doing like some odd things in the in the book that seemed very out of characteristic for Batman. And, um, you know, it was kind of like he was giving him another like Catwoman love interest before Catwoman. Like he was just making really dumb things happen in that book. And, oh, also giving his identity was being revealed very easily. It was just, uh, 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 you know, either way, at least I would have appreciated this story more because I'm like, okay, he's trying to continue what happened from his previous uh, series. And so we start off with the first page of this gave me vibes to the very first Zadarsky Batman issue, because if I'm not mistaken, and I think I hated, I started disliking the issue from there. There was a, Batman was trying to save like a family from a, a gunman and the gunman had actually killed them already. And Batman was like, oh, you degenerate. Or he, he said something to him. He said something like really weird. And then I think he threw him out of a window or something. He beat him up a lot or something happened like that. I got the same kind of vibe here. Could just be George's art. But we start off with a woman that was saved uh, from an attacker because Batman showed up. And she's just giving her accounts of what happened because of Batman. And there was, you know, the the cop is like, oh, yeah, somebody heard you scream at, like, 1230. Um, is that when the attacker attacked you? She was like, no, that's when I saw him. And it's like, bat it's like this really epic shot of Batman in the rain. And uh, it just says, Batman, mind bomb, part one. And, uh, again, it's George. George makes everything look great. Uh, then we get a very, you know, the next page, we have Batman showing up at his new apartment, which, again, uh, I guess we won't figure this out until we read Batman and Robin, but Bruce now is dressing up like an older man, which, also, can we just say a story beat that has been dropped? I don't know if this is still happening in Detective, but... I'm pretty sure Zadarsky was doing the thing where uh, Batman's like, I'm old and I don't, uh, can't keep up with things anymore. Um, where, what happened to that? I'm pretty sure Zadarsky was doing that too, as uh, just like how Detective was doing it. I don't know if that was a new thing that DC wanted to push with Batman, where they're like, oh yeah, he's old, he's finding, you know, he's trying to figure out who he is, whatever. I feel like that was dropped, or at least it's not. I don't know if it just got like he got over it because he traveled through time. 
and that's kind of like he got I'm assuming that's probably how we're supposed to take it that since he traveled through time he went to these other worlds and whatnot he he's rejuvenated into being a better Batman but I, I do feel like that story beat was kind of kind of washed away uh, but anyways we have an older he he's in a disguise right now because he has a new apartment and he he goes out in this disguise so nobody knows he's Bruce Wayne um but like I said in Batman and Robin he has uh, an apartment with Robin he has like a town home or whatever and they have a, a bat cave under the town home or something like that what happened like again this is why I think there needs to be an iron fist that rules Batman. Like, I know a lot of artists, or not artists, but a lot of writers wouldn't want to take that on because they're going to be like, oh, I'm stepping on the toes of everybody else. But I think if there was ever a character for a company to ha have an iron fist ruling the whole universe of that one character, like the Bat universe, not all of DC, I think it's Batman. Because if you are putting out so many books of Batman and they're, they're all supposed to be intertwined and connected, you should have, like, an actually good editor that is watching over all of these books and being like, actually, this contradicts this, this contradicts that. Like, that should be their job. You know what I mean? I heard back in the day, I think it was from Kevin Smith that said this. Kevin Smith said the CW, like, at least the Flash show, at the beginning of the series, had somebody that that was their job was to be like oh you can't do that because that actually contradicts season one when uh episode yada yada did that that probably i mean to be honest uh i think that kind of died at the end of season two when it didn't make sense that jay garrick was like three different people but anyways or i should say john wesley ship was three different people um so what ends up happening here is you know batman's got this new apartment and we see that he's trying to piece together all the pieces of Joker, um, which is uh, quick, because remember, if you are not reading, if you didn't read every single issue of Gotham War, the Joker seems like it kind of comes out of nowhere, because you had to have read the Red Hood book to know that Joker is in Gotham again because of Red Hood. He's, like, chasing after Red Hood. Which, if you're reading... Which, again, the continuity here. If you're reading the Joker... What is it? The the man who laughs or the, the man who doesn't smile anymore. Whatever that, that Rosenberg book is. Rosenbaum. Uh, I always get it mixed up. Uh, whatever that book is. If you're reading that... Red Hood is chasing Joker? So it's just, like, it's so convoluted, man. And this is why, like, when I hear people talk about, oh, dude, uh, stop comparing manga to comics, this is why manga is so much easier to pick up, is it because it's fucking linear. Like, it is like, yo, pick up book one and read it to book 100, and that's it. That's it. It's such a better experience. And comics needs to start doing that like it's not hard i understand that you're like reading red hood and you're like oh red hood's got to be a part of this fucking book but what you do is you bit gotham war there's going to be 10 books it's going to go across you know it's going to go across freaking uh different series but it's gotham year or gotham war book one gotham war book two and it just says that it says gotham war book two and you know what? It just focuses more on Red Hood. It just focuses more. That's uh, at least do that. At least do that for the ordering. Don't come over here and fucking call it Gotham War, uh, solitary confinement, and then Gotham War. We go out for ice cream. Like you just can't. It, it it's so confusing. So, anyways, we know in the last Gotham War book where Catwoman died and everything. Riddler was like, hey, Joker's back in town, and there's three of them. Um, and, and it's just, like, really, really silly. So Batman's, like, trying to figure out, like, oh, where's Joker? And he's talking to himself, and then, of course, who shows up? Uh, freaking, you know, Zurin Ra. And it's just like, he's like, yeah, we're here. And Zurin Ra's talking about, like, well, we're gonna take out Joker for the final time. And Batman's also kind of talking about like that. He also, he's, he starts referring to himself as a manhunter. He's like, I'm a manhunter. 
trained by the best in the world. And I just don't, uh, again, we've had this problem. It just doesn't feel like Batman. But anyways, all of that aside, Batman is going on this manhunt to find Joker. Like, he's all he's all interested. Um, then he goes to this murder. Like, somebody's been murdered at this toy company, one of the heirs to this toy company. And they're, like, strung up. And Batman is doing his detective stuff. Uh, anybody that read this issue, let me know what your thoughts on the detective work here were. I felt like it was written very oddly. Um, Batman was still Batman, and he's all like, oh, look at this. Oh, there's a lot of different patterns here, and there's a N in spelled in blood. That means north, and all of these nails are actually a map, and they've been placed. They're all places I've been to on a map before. It was just really weird. Um, like, I don't know. I, I think it could have been written better. I understood the idea of, like, somebody sending a message to Batman and, like, every nail had a purpose. That makes sense. I get it. But it was... Because, like, the nails were put into bats. Like, there was a bunch of bats nailed to a ground. But if I'm being honest, like, if I'm being genuinely honest, if you're looking at the art, the bats are just nailed to the ground. Batman comes up with the, like, oh, it's a map, and all this kind of stuff. I think that's, I don't know, it just seemed really weird. Like, there wasn't an outline, there wasn't anything, I guess the N was the, the biggest factor. There was an N in blood, so that's how Batman deciphers the, like, oh, it's a map, which is totally fine, I guess. I just did, I did think it was written a bit oddly, but it is what it is. Uh, then... You know, since this was a, an heir to the toy company that died, Batman's like, I'm going to go look at the mother. Because apparently the mother uh, was kind of like exiled or kicked out of the family or maybe was upset with the family because she created this doll empire. And um, her family, who started taking over the company, started making more toys. And she was like, no, it should be dolls. So she went and became a recluse in this very like Adams family gothic type house. And I thought this was really cool because I was like, oh, no, I was I was a little mad and also like a little kind of excited because I was like, I'm, I'm not I'm not a fan of Zdarsky's writing. And I was like, but but there's dolls here. Is Zdarsky going to give me Dollmaker? I was just like, oh, is the mom going to be like Mrs. Dollmaker or something? Or maybe they're going to like gender bend Dollmaker and uh, she's like the real doll maker or something. I was like, this could get interesting. So Batman goes to this creepy doll house and there's dolls everywhere. Like there's like dolls that are bigger than Batman. It's just a crazy, you know, haunted house of dolls. But I think this is really cool. And then the, the, the dolls start attacking Batman. And I'm like, okay. And like, I'm talking about like there's like a big baby doll that like punches him in the face and stuff. And so it's, like, really cool. And then Batman ends up knocking the head off of this, this um, you know, this doll. And it's one of the goons that was a part of Gotham War, if I'm not mistaken. And they were like, yeah, I joined the Joker again. And so he has, like, kind of Joker face paint on. And it kind of gives off the... Oh, he dies. He, he does die because it says another life. And, like, Batman's like, oh, Joker took another life. And then Zuren Raw's like, another life. And, you know, just kind of, like, hinting at him. He's like, this is why we should kill him, bro. He just took another life. And what ends up happening is, as Batman is going through the house, he starts seeing portraits of every single person that has trained him in the past. So he's all like, he's like, oh, no, they're going after my mentors. And so um, what ends up happening here is uh, Batman goes to a bed, and there's a doll body on the bed with the TV. And in the TV, uh, we see an older woman. I believe this older woman is the doll owner. If not, it's... I'm assuming... I don't know. I, I don't remember the, bat, the, the previous book. This is either the dollhouse woman, the owner of the house, or... It's Batman's older Catwoman love interest from that book previously. And since she's kind of fights Joker off, I kind of feel like it's the Catwoman lady. Uh, let's see. 
Uh, let's see. What do you say? Yeah. Oh, Joker says cat lady. So I'm assuming it is the Catwoman chick. Joker's also like watching Batman through the like a cut in the ceiling. And Batman's all like, oh, I know she's free. I can attack Joker now. And he goes and breaks through the roof and grapples upward. And when he grapples upward, there's a projection of Joker. And uh, he's all like, um, you know, I'm a craftsman, Batman. Like, you know, all this kind of stuff. He's kind of egging on Batman. And we see spotlights on all of these dolls. And Joker has recreated essentially like Batman's craziest moments and I thought this was really cool actually I thought this visually this was really awesome it was of course the uh death of his parents we had the death of a Robin we had a death of Alfred and obviously because it just happened in the previous uh Gotham War book the death of Catwoman and um and then we have this this image of a Joker when you turn the page uh, he's like, who's next? Like, who's going to be the next person that dies? Joker's wearing, I want to say, uh, paying tribute to the Dark Knight Joker outfit because he's in a white suit with a pink shirt and all that kind of stuff, maybe like a purplish pink shirt. And he's got the big green bow. I want to say that's kind of similar to the, the Dark Knight. But um, we have all of these superhero dolls of like uh, Jim Gordon's on the ground. We have the other, you know, like Drake and Nightwing, Batgirl, um, uh, Duke Thomas, the Signal. I always forget his. I always forget his superhero name. But all of these, uh, you know, superheroes are dead on the ground, right? And in doll form. And he's like, "Who's going to be next?" And uh, he's like, "No more." You know, Batman's doing the like, "No more victims," and you know, Joker's egging him on. He's like, uh, "I don't know. I couldn't agree on that." And they kind of like start fighting. And then if I'm not mistaken, let's see what happens. Um, oh, Joker calls out Batman's identity crisis. He was like, I want to see the real you, essentially. And he wants to fight Zurin Ra. And Batman's all like, uh, what do you mean? And he's like, what have you done to me? And uh, essentially, Batman starts, he's having a mind attack from Zurin Ra. And Zurin Ra's like, isn't it obvious? He wants to fight me. He's like, um, it's all he's ever wanted since we first met. <sighs> I, I, I get, I, I think at least, I, I can't really say this when it comes to Zdarsky. I think I get where Zdarsky is coming from. I don't like it because, again, I'm not a big fan of Zern Raw. I think it's kind of dumb, and it's also like, okay, so this is what I think Zdarsky's trying to do, because Zuren Ra, obviously, for whatever reason, even though Zdarsky corrected this, now he's going back on it, Zuren Ra's always been like the killer Batman, like, I'll kill people. Never done it, to my recollection, um, but he's like the killer Batman, He want, he's a killer instinct, whatever, and... We know Joker's biggest goal in life is to get Batman to kill, to break his one rule. So I understand that aspect of the story that, you know, Joker's always wanted to fight Zern Ra, but he doesn't technically know about Zern Ra, and he also doesn't know that Batman has a split personality if they met from the first time. Now, again, this could be from the perspective of just Zern Ra. He knows everything that's in Batman's mind, so he probably is just saying, like, oh, I'm the one that he's always wanted because he wants to get killed by you. And like, I'm going to do that. So I'm going to assume that's the way you're supposed to read it. Again, I just do think, I, I, I don't know, I'm just, I don't like Zern Ra. I think this is kind of dumb. And um, Batman turns into Zern Ra. Zern Ra has taken over, and he's all like, you know, he knocks the shit out of Joker, and he's like, no more victims tonight. I'm going to kill you. Um, and then Batman's like, no, I'm in control. I'm in, and then you hear another Zurin Ra voice. So Zurin Ra's out. Uh, he's controlling Batman's body right now. And then you hear a voice inside Batman and it's other, Zer it's another Zurin Ra voice. And you find out, you turn the page because they love to do this. Uh, at least Zdarsky and George does. You turn the page and there is a bunch of, 
of Zurin Raz. There's the Zurin Raz that we saw from the universal jumping and everything. They're all in Batman's mind. I thought this was fucking stupid. Because what Zdarsky is insinuating here is that Batman is connected, or maybe Zurin Raw, this mind attack or this mind technique that Batman made is so powerful that the other Zurin Raws can control Batman or be a part of his mind. Now, technically, it can it makes sense because your mind can think of anything, right? So Batman's probably just having like some crazy intense dreams or whatever. So I understand that part. But I just think it's really like, I don't know. You're going to have to explain this, all right? That's all I'm going to say. The page turn makes me roll my eyes because I don't think Zadarsky is good enough to write a, a decent explanation for this. He's just going to want you to headcanon, kind of like I just did, that like, oh, it's in his mind. Anything can happen in his mind. That's what he wants you to do. So he doesn't have to explain anything. But you're also like, at the same time, Batman is the master of his domain. It makes sense that maybe the second subconscious that he created was able to like somewhat take over for a bit. But then you're going to tell me that all of these other Zurin Raws can just come out of nowhere and also be Batman subconscious. Like, it's, I don't know. Like, I don't, unless, here's what I think is going to happen. Batman, in his way to try to get control back over Zurin Raw, is going to fight every single one of these Zurin Raw Batman to try to take control of his life again. Um,. But he didn't need to do that earlier in the book. Earlier in the book, when, you know, Zurin Ra was like, my soldiers, and they're just, you know, cannon fodder, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Batman was like, no, he's my son, like, like yeah. And Zurin Ra was like, oh, yeah, they're, they're, you know, we're back. So I, I just don't, I don't know. Like, I, I hate having to headcanon so much in Zdarsky's run. If I'm headcanoning right now to try to make this better for the people that are actually enjoying the story or like, uh, you know, maybe you're questioning it. I would be headcanoning that Batman is in such a uh, dire state because he just lost the love of his life. He thinks, well, actually, no, I can't even do that because he knows Catwoman's alive. Uh, like, so I can't even headcanon properly. Because he knows she's... I was going to say, the way you could somewhat say Batman is losing his mind is because he's such in mental distress from losing his family and losing Catwoman and, like, he just watched her die. Um, I would be like, he's such in mental distress that he's able to allow these other Zer and Ross to come into his mind and actually allow Zer himself to take over because he's so distraught and he's going to fight back and he's going to remember why he's Batman. Um... But he knows Catwoman's alive. He knows his family's all alive. Um, you can't say that, oh, just because Joker showed up, that's why. Like, I don't know, man. I think, like, uh, I, I just, I don't know. I, I don't know how to explain it anymore, man. The the, the issue itself was pretty decent. I, I like the dollhouse stuff. I like where he was going. I think uh, even the concept of somebody going after Batman's mentors, which... I mean, has that happened? I don't, I don't know if that's happened. Um, I, I feel like, didn't somebody tell that story? It wasn't in Zdarsky's book, was it? I feel like somebody recently went after all of Batman's mentors. You know what? I might be, I might be thinking about Batman Incorporated because. I think Batman Incorporated, their first storyline of the new series was people going after other mentors. Yeah, actually, if, if I'm not mistaken, Batman Incorporated, their first storyline had Ghostmaker. He had a sidekick, 
and the sidekick died, or quote-unquote died, but of course came back because he survived, and now he's going after a bunch of people's mentors to kill them to get back at, um, to get back at fucking Ghostmaker. So, like, yeah, so that's, that's I think that's a storyline I'm thinking about. But, I don't know, I, I think it's, um, we'll see where it goes. That's, that's all I'm gonna say. We'll see where it goes. I don't, there's, I don't know, man. I don't, I, I'm, I just want a new writer. Like, I, Mind Bomb, I, like I said, I've already kind of said what I think's gonna happen. Batman's gonna have to do something crazy to, to blow up his mind, and he's probably gonna come out of it being a different person, um, to get out of Zern Raw. Like, I'm just tired of Zern Raw, man. The suit sucks, by the way. I've said this a million times. I'm tired of seeing the suit. I don't know why um, Zdarsky is so obsessed with Zern Raw. I just don't think the story's been that compelling. I think I need, think we need something new. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Uh, we'll see what happens now. He's probably going to get his brain replaced. I mean, you know Zdarsky loves a good, um, you know, what is it? What a dramatic effect, right? Cut his hand off. Um, we'll see. But that that's all I got. That's all I got for that. It was only one book. I think uh, Poison Ivy came out this week. I think Birds of Prey also came out this week, if I'm not mistaken. Or maybe that was just a preview that I saw on Twitter. But uh, there was a couple of other Batman Universe books that we're not really covering too much. Um, and, you know, with Clay not being here, I didn't want to dive into too many things. So that's all I got, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, appreciate everybody that's been listening. I don't know if Clay will be back next uh, next week or not. He might. Uh, it might be two weeks of just my uh, dull voice. But that is going to be it, ladies and gentlemen. I got to get back to editing these uh, these videos, man. These videos have been taking a lot out of me. But I'm hoping, hopefully, in the next week or so, I can be uh, telling you guys about the new channel. And hopefully you guys can check that out. And it'll be, um, hopefully, enjoyable. But that's it, ladies and gentlemen. As always... Uh, Fanboy Clay will be back. I am Juice Wayne, and remember, Batman is awesome. Batman!